Hello, everyone. This is a podcast with me, Matt Meiselman, and Daniel Sturmer, or Sturm, and me, Meese. Those are our nicknames. Monikers. Yeah. And uh, we are doing our second podcast together. We tried to do one two years ago. It could be our third, actually. Interpretation also? Well, we had two. We just only published one. Oh, yes. So we started one that was called Some Men Just Want to Watch the World Learn. It was about sports. And that was two years ago. And we did one episode, which, you know, I think was pretty great. It's basically perfect. And uh, we talked about a lot of sports um, cliches, I guess, for lack of a better term, a lot of what people think about sports and why it's wrong. And it was a lot of fun. And then we went to do a second episode and it was like, what else is there? You know, yeah, we're lost gonna, the passion in that second episode. Yeah, and it's like we're just going to talk about the same things again. Like, how many times can we say that the coach should have punted on or not punted on fourth down? You know, it's like okay, yeah, this always happens. So it's like pretty, pretty awful. And then we just decided to never do it again until now. So this is a new podcast, and we are still in search of a name. Uh, we are open to suggestions. If anyone has open any. to suggestions. Yes, so we have one. It's uh, could maybe be called. Um, is it smart guy shit and fancy 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 guy? stats and smart guy shit? Right, that's, that's, that's the Hannibal Burris. That is uh, what Hannibal Burris says. Yeah, uh, when you get too logical on Hannibal Burris, he says just smart guy shit. So uh, I mean, it's a little pretentious though. It's just assuming we're smart guys. It's just an idea. We're just yeah, throwing it out whatever. there. Yeah, I like some men want to watch the world learn still too. It's you just like a little, it still? A little long, a little unwieldy. Yeah, maybe a little bit shorter. Yeah, just. Yeah, just so, fancy stats. That might, that might be good. Fancy anyway, stats. We're cool. open to suggestions. Yeah, and we're still we're still thinking about it. So, um, I guess I want to talk a little bit about why the sports one didn't work a little more than I already described. And sure, sure. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was basically that uh, we didn't want to repeat the same the same analysis that we had done the first time. Well, I think I think with that, like what we were really going for was like a unique format, and that's kind of where the idea came from. We were we were constantly watching sports and very into them with many different interests in the games, whether it be personal rooting, uh, you know, professional reasons or financial reasons, whatever (laughs) it was. Uh, I mean, we were watching a multitude of different sports, and our we were constantly sitting there thinking like. You know these coaches are being illogical. They're making the wrong play call. They're making the right wrong decision in these close games. Why aren't they doing things to maximize their possible percentages of winning? Um, and we thought that we could, we had a pretty you know unique format there, and that we would do uh, kind of what Five Thirty Eight has done. They kind of stole our idea, and they have this podcast called Hot Takedown, where it's you. I play the they role. Stole the idea for sure. They definitely stole it from <laughs> they us. Into our thing, and they just um, yeah. five thirty eight is a good website, but you know we're fucking pissed that you stole our yeah, shit. They are assholes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so it'd be like me taking on the role of the public, and you know, thinking because there's a, there's a wide perception that you know these coaches and experts are making the right decision on everything. We thought they're making the wrong decision on everything, and we thought we could kind of replicate that week after week into. 
fancy stats and smart guy shit. Yeah, but you know the Jets are just going to not go over two when they're supposed to every week. And it's like <laughs> yeah. you could just replay the podcast over and over again. So yeah, if you want to learn what we think about sports, like you just have to listen to that one time. I don't think that requires two years ago, but uh, it's relevant. Yeah, shockingly like, relevant. Derek Jeter still bad. Yeah, it's definitely still relevant. <laughs> don't talk about Jeets like whoa, that. Whoa, sorry, that guy's a national yeah, hero. That's a taboo subject. So um, aside from well, I, I'll get into something that you mentioned. Uh, people in, I mean, people that we're friends with, guys in their 20s, have had such an overwhelming amount of sports watching in their lives. I mean, I think you can expand that to everybody, really, honestly, these days. I mean, I grew up watching sports with my dad and my brother, too. I mean, women are very big in the sports oh, yeah, these I, days, too. I mean, more in terms of our age. Like, teenagers are not sick of sports yet, but oh, okay. as a 25- okay, yeah. and 26-year-old, um, it's like I've been watching sports since I was five, and 20 years of the same thing, especially, you know, Sundays during football season, you could easily stare at the TV for 14 straight hours and not even realize where the day went. Um, Which we've done. Def- many times, and it was a lot of fun, and I only regret most of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just like it's a lot of that, and it's it's enough, I think. It's kind of a repetitive cycle. It goes over and over and over and over again each year. And, uh, I mean, I think – Sports are are a good thing. I don't hate sports. I just don't particularly enjoy them. Um, they they I don't get much out of it to be honest. But uh, I mean, yeah, sports are uniting. Sports bring people together. Bring every single different person in the world together uh, around. I was gonna say a common cause, but I guess it's not a common cause. And there's different teams. Yeah, but someone's gonna win. Someone's gonna lose. Someone's gonna win. against each yeah, other. Yeah, but I, I, sports. Someone I really wins, think after a while, the two of us. And, you know, some other people we know, uh, and maybe some people we don't know, I'd hope so, but uh, you, you kind of realize the patterns in it, you kind of realize the traditions, and uh, traditions in general are just something that I don't see the point in. Sure, we can get into that, uh, we very, can talk about that for 18 Very arbitrary, least, yeah. and like, the reason, I've always been a believer that doing something because other people did it, or other people have been doing it for countless amount of time is not a good reason to do something. Uh, and sports are kind of falling into that area yeah. for us. There was, there was a lot of repetition and coaches making bad decisions, a lot of you know questionable plays. I mean, we we pride ourselves on being a nation that's advanced in technology and coming up with crazy shit like iPhones and squatty potties and like <laughs> all these ridiculous <laughs> inventions. Imagine. But yet we still have sports coaches following you know things that happened in the '60s. I mean, you brought it up in your article, like. When uh, talking about running the ball over passing the ball, in right? One. Teams you used want to, to score. Yeah, teams used to score between seven and ten points a game for like the forties and the fifties, and that's why teams just ran all the time and punted and played really conservative because there weren't that many points in the game. And now everyone passes down the field and offenses records are being broken every single yeah, year. Yeah, there's a new offensive record every. Yeah, season. coaches are still playing the conservatively. Coach, right, they're still playing a game with as though. The rules haven't changed in the last 50 years. They just, I don't know, just an unwillingness to adapt. And when you question why they do these things, there's there's no real real answer. It's tradition. It's you got to take the points. It's you got it's you know it's stupid cliches because that I said so, and that's because how it's always been done. And yeah, yeah think about like raising kids. You tell a kid 
why they shouldn't run across the street or why they shouldn't touch the hot stove <laughs> because you're you're most likely going to die or hurt yourself badly. Yeah, there's an actual reason there. Instead of saying because I said so, you say because I said so. That kid's going to touch that pan. Yeah, but if you say it's going to hurt, well, okay, I don't want to make sense. Hurt. But you're not telling us why why certain things you know don't make sense. But the point I'm trying to get at here is that you know you you can think about many sports in very advanced and you know, cool, unique ways to gain an advantage on your competition. I mean, there's that high school coach in, where is it, Texas? Who I think so. He always onside kicks and he never punts just because in high school the amount of yardage you're going to gain off the kickoff Right, the kickoff is from closer to midfield. The punters don't punt it as far. The defenses right. aren't as so good. So what you're more... giving up isn't really worth that much. Right. So you can just be crazy with it. And I love that kind of thinking and I wish more coaches would apply it to sports. But they don't, so I yeah. stopped watching. Yep, they just they don't know what they're doing, so no more. I want to get back to something else you said though, um, how you don't think people should do something just because everyone else is doing it, and that's kind of where sports is. And it's definitely true for football, where people are kind of in fantasy leagues. Um, there are plenty of reasons to be in a fantasy league, but one of the main ones is so that you can talk to your friends about your fantasy team. Common ground. Okay, yeah, and that's kind of nice. Like being able to have conversations with people is kind of nice. But if that's the only reason or the main reason you're doing something, you know, you don't have to suffer just so you can talk to someone about like how Kelvin Benjamin is playing and how Joe Flacco and you know just a bunch of I can just live. I, I know football players, but I wonder how many people are doing that and like. Not realizing that's the main reason why they're doing it. Right. Well, that's why we're tra- – yeah. <laughs> they think they're actual think like it. managers or having you know control over the games, but you don't realize that it's all random and arbitrary. Yeah. Oh, this sounds so much like what we did two years we ago. We had the same argument this a couple is, years let's ago. Not, let's let's uh, pivot. Let's pivot. Let's pivot. <laughs> so um, the last point I want to make about sports – do we even want to talk about sports anymore at all? Yeah, I'll make one more point. So um, if there's something left to say. There, I don't know. I guess I, it sounds so ridiculous. I'm like hearing or thinking it to myself. Like there's so many more important things in the world than sports. Where I dedicated so much time. Like I was that person that I'm now criticizing. But um, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like if I spent the same amount of hours I spent watching sports studying. <laughs> like trying to improve myself or like working out or trying to be good at sports. Trying to be good at playing yourself. That would have been cool. Yeah, I wish I was better at playing sports. Yeah. I don't think it's that we're expressing a dislike for sports itself. It's more watching professional teams do it, which has – I mean for us, it was almost a, like a job and not a hobby. And for many people, it's a hobby and then it's also just an addiction where it's like I have to watch these games so I can talk about it. It's you know, it's kind of bad. But um yeah, you mentioned how sports are a place for all these false narratives. Um Yeah, everyone wants to assign something crazy to a sports game, like Derek Jeter and or David Ortiz this year. Um, you know, you gotta go out winning one for pop. Like how great would it be if you know, he declared his retirement before the season and he Goes on and wins the World Series, rides off in the sunset. Yep, that's a great or, story. Yeah, like revenge games. It's just in perfect any context. Like yeah. Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, the old rivals. Always, anytime they show down, it's going to be a good one. Where it's pretty much you know similar to every other game that's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. So I want to go from that into more general argument about narratives because sports is just kind of a great place for it because there's all these games and. 
they seem interconnected. It's the same players, but do the games really have that much to do with each other? Probably not. I don't know. I used to listen to sports podcasts, and I tried to listen to them again this year, and it's, it's literally indistinguishable from what I've been listening to the last five years. They say, they've been saying the same thing. It's a lot of repetition in those sports things. Mm-hmm. Well, if you listen to the news just in general, I mean, I don't, I don't Very think Very similar. Yeah. Yes. The narratives with the election. Let's... I think I want to stay away from that because it's just it's kind of just too annoying to talk about. I definitely don't want to talk okay, about but that. Let's just stick <laughs> enough to the, people are talking about every, that. Else. Yeah, why do you want to listen to us? We're not talking about the election. We're the only. We have an not. opinion, and so does everyone else. Great, and it's probably the same as most people. So let's just talk about the narratives thing. In everyone's life, you know, they lots of lots of things happen to you, and it's like, why did that happen? Well, is there really a reason for all of it? For all the things in a sports game, I mean, there's clearly not. Like, why did that guy strike out? Well, it was like destiny. Because the pitcher was I mean, better than he was at hitting. Yeah, exactly. And like randomness, and you know, a lot, a lot of things. Maybe the wind was blowing, and he missed the ball. I don't know. But um, people do this for everything, and it's you know, it seems ridiculous in sports. But when you try to figure out like, oh, why didn't my alarm go off? Like, why did the power go out in my building? Well. Like, why do you need a reason for that? Like, why why do you have to have some sort of, like, grand reason why that happened to you? You know, can't you just leave it at the power went out yeah. because the power went out and that's it? I think a good way to think about this, and this is not my idea. I got this from uh, the writers on Crack.com. I'm not sure which ones they are. But uh, they, they constantly refer to this kind of idea that everyone is the main character in their own movie, um, which I think is, a, is something you don't really realize um, but when you're living your day-to-day life, it's easy to think that, you know, something random or maybe not significant happening to you does have some greater significance to it. Like you're, you went through a bad breakup or you had a shitty day at work or you were just sick and then you go outside and there's a rainbow. Like there's, that wasn't there. Ooh, look, a rainbow. What did yeah. this mean to That's my not life? a symbol of you getting better. If it was a movie, yes, it would definitely be some kind of symbolism. But life isn't a movie. Life is a is a, a slog. <laughs> well, you don't need to, you don't need to make a conclusion there either. Life is life. I think, yeah, right? exactly. But I mean, <laughs> when you think about things, like going back to that idea of being the main character in your own movie. So you don't realize that it's your own movie, but you think life is just a movie and you're the main character. So everything that happens has to have some sort of, you know, symbolism or meaning behind it, which I don't, think is a great way to think no, about life. I think you should, uh, you should definitely be realistic and logical in the way you think about things and don't, this is getting into a, uh, you know, a troublesome area of faith and like everything happening sure. for a reason. Uh, excuse me. Everything happening for a reason, um, uh, which is something that's easy to tell yourself, but not a great way to understand the world around you. No, I was having this conversation. I've had this conversation many times about, um, you know, trying to attribute everything that happens to something, you know, that meant for it to happen, not just a random coincidence. And even believing something as simple as I'll have a better day if I put my right sock on before my left sock. Well, that's seemingly harmless. Or you're wearing your lucky socks. Or just wearing your lucky socks. <laughs> or, uh, you know, if I walk in the elevator and, you know, I miss the button, like that's going to be a that's going to symbolize that, you know, something... Or if you're walking to work, or if you're walking to work and you hit all green lights, or you're driving and you hit all oh, green yeah, lights. Oh, yeah, you're meant to have a great day for that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those, you know, some people argue, you know, just let someone believe that if it makes them feel better. But that really doesn't make you think about, it doesn't, 
it doesn't show how harmful this is inherently in your like for all of society to if those beliefs are inherent to you and to everyone else then you're you've created so much anxiety to need all of these good things to happen like if you want to have a good day you have very little control over if you're if you're going to have a good day or not you know depending how you define it like if you want good things to happen you to right you and we as human beings we're we're curious beings by nature it's like don't you want to learn more and understand why certain things happened or why you know, understand the world around you better based on like research and studying. We'll probably know because you're lazy, so am I. But <laughs> like, I'd rather do a little bit of you know research or digging into understanding why certain things happen. Like, if I you know go to work in the morning and the train's late, say, not saying like, well, everything's been down for me lately. They're like, no, it's because there was just uh, you know a huge delay. <laughs> and sometimes you may just not even know what happened. Right? Maybe you don't have to know everything, and it's not about. Really, uh, I mean, I think it's you're kind of cheating yourself of some unexplained knowledge when you say, well, it happened for this reason that doesn't really have any quantifiable nature to it. Right. There's a difference between not knowing the reason and there not being a possible knowable reason. Like you call someone, they don't answer the phone. Why didn't they answer? Well, there is clearly a reason that they didn't answer the phone. You just don't know what it is. But other things like, like I was saying before, why the power went out in my building it may be knowable, but maybe no one has any idea why it went out. You know, it could just be like a random break in the electrical lines. Like, well, I think going back to that, when you said like someone not calling you back or not answering your phone call, not calling you back, I think that's what drives human beings crazy and something I think everybody suffers from. I definitely do. Like ex- assigning an explanation or a kind of narrative to that story of why the person hasn't texted you back or why they didn't answer your call or why they're not, you know, responding to your your advances or why you asked them out to dinner and they don't, they didn't say anything or something like that. I think it's, it's comforting to give yourself, you know, some kind of fate based explanation, but it's also damaging because you kind of go down, you know, slippery slopes and thinking that, you know, bad things about yourself is a reason for someone else. When like the reason they didn't answer their calls because they were in the shower or they're, you know, coaching their little league team or something like that. They don't necessarily need to explain that to you because it, you know, the amount of time it would take everyone to explain every single thing that they did to another person and why they did it just to make everyone feel more comfortable. There's not enough hours in the day for that. It's just we'd spend all day explaining, oh, yeah, uh, the reason that I went to lunch and didn't get food for you is just because, you know, I didn't feel like eating with anyone and blah, blah, blah. And it's like this is you, you can't shouldn't have live to explain that. yourself. No, it's just who cares? Move on. Let's think about something else. Let's, it's, it's just people have this self-created anxiety that is just so completely unnecessary and you know like the two of us can't say that we're perfect at this but just an awareness that you're making yourself anxious for no reason is a is the start you can't you can't attempt to fix this problem without you can't fix any problem without knowing there's well, a problem I guess, really. I guess it kind of goes back to my my point which I'm kind of disproving myself now, but when I sure. say like that's human good. beings are, you know, curious by nature and they need an explanation for things, I guess that's, that's it right there. Like you're, right. you're searching for that explanation and you're being curious well, to try to find out a reason for these, you know, small minuscule well, things. Well, just because human beings, human beings want an explanation. That doesn't mean they have to have one. You know, it's part of our, it's hardwired brain chemistry that people want to know stuff. Like we're curious, but there are some things like we just can't know or don't need to know because it just doesn't matter. And 
the time and energy would be better spent thinking about something else. You know, there's a great song about that. Uh, sure. It, it's actually a theme song to a great show. It's called Let the Mystery Be. Ooh, The Leftovers, <laughs> season two, nice. Not getting into that right now, but I guess it's kind of kind of it. You got to kind of be content with the world around you, be content not knowing the answer, or if you don't know the answer, don't be content with that and figure the answer out. Do a little research, do a little digging, do a little detective work, do some, some sleuth shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I guess the real point is and everything is we as human beings, we try to assign meaning to things that may not necessarily have a greater meaning, whether that is sports, whether that is a relationship problem. Those are the two big ones. Those those are you know pretty big human. Why did I get sick? Why did something happen? Right. Exactly. But um, the whole narrative of assigned meaning is is tough. It's it's something that. I don't know if you sh- you cannot do it. It's something that you're capable of bucking. Like, like we said, we're not perfect at this either. But the more the more you know, where <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, not if you're conscious of it place. and yeah, try not to do it, then you you inherently get better at it. You know, I'm really impressed at how we've managed to avoid any religious talk in this <laughs> in this topic at we're all. Because we were like, a little bit. we're really close to getting into some. Heavy stuff that people might not agree with. I don't want to talk about and, religion. No, no, we're just not. We're, we're not gonna. We're not going there. So that was yeah. Well done. Well done. Us go us. Classic us being really logical all the time. Um, so let's just move on to a new topic. Okay. Um, so you mentioned to me earlier that you were walking over to my apartment and you noticed that every single person was on your phone. And I guess the only way you were able to notice that is because you weren't on your phone. You know, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So this is something. Um, I do from time to time, but usually I, you know, I walk around a lot. I walk to work. I walk home. I, I'm walking probably about, you know, an hour to an hour and a half out of every day. Wow, solid amount. And I'm usually just buried in my headphones, buried in my music, buried in my podcast, uh, buried in, you know, an audio book. Yeah, don't listen to this podcast. You should just like not. You should. Just well, I mean, if you are going to listen to this podcast, you should do it while you're walking. That's a or when you're you're commuting. That's yeah. a really good time to do it. Perfect. But if you're not listening to us, then you should. Then you know you. There can are other good podcasts <laughs> out there. Uh, we're not going to plug them on the first one. But no, don't listen to those other people. <laughs> but you know, I listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of this, a lot of that. I'm usually just so far buried into that, and um, I I don't know. Today I kind of took a break from it, and I was like walking around without headphones in. Uh, I don't know why I was doing it, but I was I was fascinated by what I was experiencing around me and just hearing like these little five second snippets into other people's lives. Um, and yes, everyone is talking when they walk by you. Everyone is on their phone, at least where I live. I live in a, a city area, but I'm, I was noticing walking down the street, like eight out of 10 people are have their headphones in, but they're talking or they're on the phone. They're having a conversation or they're with just else. texting, but they're doing some they're sort of human interaction. They're walking with another person and they're talking. Um, but I want to focus more on the people that are on the phone all the time. And it was, okay, it was kind sure. of, it was kind of crazy to me that people, this is how I choose to fill my time listening to music, listening to podcasts, trying to better myself with my, you know, creativity or my artistic knowledge or, intellectual bullshit pretensions um but these other people they fill their time having a conversation with other people so you're talking about describing their experience to everyone else um yeah so i'm trying to do that i don't want to mean to know exactly what each of these people were thinking but i I found it kind of fascinating that that's how all these people are choosing 
to fill their walk time. And uh, I know a lot of people that, you know, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know a lot of people that do this. I know a couple of people that are, you're, you see them, you're, they're always on the phone. Like, they walk out of work, they're, they're making a call immediately. They're getting home from work. They're, you know, on the phone talking to somebody. There's no disconnect from right. communication. And I was, I was wondering, like, why is that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit introverted myself, I would think. I'm comfortable being alone. I'm comfortable... Uh, you know, just having some time to myself, I kind yeah. of enjoy it. You're but just it, a loser that doesn't have friends. So you I, call yourself an introvert. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, Netflix and chill by myself. <laughs> um, but no, it's kind of like wondering what it is that makes these people want to fill that time with content. Like, I don't think I could do that if I wanted to no, like spend all my free time walking, talking to someone on the phone. Who the fuck would want to talk to me? I don't right? know. It's, it's sort of, I guess you have an awareness. It's like, do people really care what's going on in my life? I mean, exactly. They care a little. They care if it relates to their life, but you know, telling someone what I had for dinner last night, like, why does anyone care? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's actually something I mentioned earlier. Is that I I noticed all these people were talking about themselves. They weren't asking. Well, I mean, these were very limited interactions, so small sample size. But uh, each person was like, and then I did this, or. But what I don't realize is this. There's a lot of I's. There's a lot of me's. There's a lot of – and you can just tell they're calling to talk about their day and talk about themselves. Maybe they had a conversation about the other person's you know, problems or whatever too. But sure. Why are we constantly you know, filling our time talking to other people about what we did, asking questions to try to understand it better? Uh, I, I, I bet a lot of it was relationship-based. I heard sure. one girl who definitely looked like she was having relationship problems, and uh, I caught the gist of what she said was like, why did he do this when I did this or something along those lines? And, um, yeah, I don't know. It just got me thinking. Thinking's good because people don't do that. That uh, you know, They don't really think about why they're doing this stuff. Well, they, do. they just kind of they kind of just act. Are they having these other people think for them? Is that what those phone calls are for? They – I think it's some of that, you know, people want advice. Like not everyone knows how to do everything, obviously, but yeah, you, you know, you want advice, but you also, people just like to talk about themselves. I mean, we're now recording our own voices, talking to people Fuck, about- we are them! <laughs> we are, we are the problem too. Yeah, we are not separate from this problem, but um, yeah, I guess we're, we're demonstrating, you know, people just want to talk about themselves. So but we're talking about them. We're not talking. No, about no, no we're better. Like we're clearly better. So, um, what I wanted to say was that people are asking everyone for advice all the time and you know, how would they function if they didn't have this advice? Right. That's what I'm wondering. It's like, do you really need advice on this stuff? Do you really don't know the most possible? I mean, you're the one who's involved in the situation. So I would expect you to be the expert on it. And asking someone who's unrelated to it their perspective on it without understanding. You're, you know way more details than the person you're explaining it to. No matter how hard and thoroughly you explain something, you're leaving out almost more than half of it that you know subconsciously or whatever. So are you really asking their advice or are you just trying to talk about yourself? Right. Well, I think some people think they're getting genuine advice some of the time and then other times they're, you know, they, they just like to talk. Sometimes people think they're giving genuine advice. That's true, like right now. And they, uh, <laughs> they're just talking. <laughs> right. But I think that, you know, if, if you're asking someone to help you with a situation, it is going to be out of context for the other person because the only way to truly have something in context is to have the whole context. So, you know, you quote something, 
that's out of context. You show someone a chapter of a book that's still out of context because you don't have the whole book. Even the book itself would be out of context if it was written 50 years ago because you don't have the context of the era. So a lot has changed. There's everything. Yeah, there's no way to have the full context unless it's your personal experience. So asking someone for advice, I mean, sure, you can give them as much context as you can, but they're going to be missing something. There's no question that the best person to solve a problem is always yourself if the problem is about you. Right. So, you know, you can ask people what they think. Maybe they can frame the way you think about certain types of problems in advance, which is helpful. You know, have give yourself better ideas, but very specific things. I mean, if you want someone to tell you how you feel, you know how you feel. They don't know how you feel. You know, you could tell them uh, – you know, you could give them little snippets of, you know, this thing is so what feel you, this. But what do you, you think about experience? Like, what do you think about using experience as a way to give advice? So you, you're talking like, well, it's like, oh, your girlfriend's cheated on you before. I need, I need to come to you when this happens to me. Right. It's like, oh, you, you just quit your job. I'm thinking about quitting my job. How do I go about it? Like, how do you think experience? Because that is something that people will do. They'll seek out someone who's experienced right. and ask them what they think because. They think that experience automatically makes them an authority on the subject. Right. Well, I hate to do this to get back into sports a little bit, but you know, you'll say like, "I'm a football coach. Let me ask this other person for advice because he's been a football coach." Well, his experience as a coach is different from your experience as a coach. I mean, he unless he's literally coached the exact same players as you, there's gonna there are gonna be some differences there. So, I'm saying don't take other people's advice as everything. Um, I think that advice is good. Like you were saying, if, yeah, like if my girlfriend cheated on me and so did yours and you're, you dealt with this before me, then you may have some interesting perspective and you can help with something. So I would take pieces of your advice and maybe help that formulate my own opinion. But at the end of the day, right at the end of the day, it's, it's what I, it's what I think. So you may be able to provide some insight, but you know, I should, I should be open to thinking you're wrong. I think a lot of people ask yeah, for advice and they, they assume that that person knows more than them. And a lot of times, you know, I ask for advice and the person will give me the advice and I say, no, that advice doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Maybe I won't say it to their face unless I'm really trying to be confrontational or be a dick or something. But, you know, they can give me advice and I can just completely ignore it. I mean, you're going to – let's say you ask four different people for advice about something. Two people pick one side. Two people pick the other side. You're just going to pick whatever side you wanted in the first place. Their advice didn't really do anything for right. you. So it helps. You know, It's the kind of the thing um, – I actually think you mentioned something similar to this in our first podcast, the one two years ago, where it's like, uh, what do I want to order on Grubhub? Uh, yeah, flipping I, the coin itself right, tells you which decision you something. wanted yes. in the first place. The, so, I, right, you flip the coin. Head, if it's heads, I'll get pizza. If it's tails, I'll get Chinese food. It was heads. Well, I didn't actually want pizza. I'm just going to go with Chinese food. Well, when it's, it's in the of, air, you're like, oh, I hope it's not this. Right. And, and you gives, know, like, okay, decision's made. Right. <laughs> it gives you some clarity as to what you were actually thinking in the first place. So I think maybe that's one of the main reasons people want to just you know tell everyone everything that's going on because just by talking it out, you are giving yourself a little more clarity. Well, I think it boils down to trust as well and that we automatically, you know, the people we trust, our close friends, our family members, our confidants, mentors, whoever they may be, uh, when you trust someone and you have that, that built up, you know, bond that you share together where you've learned from them, they've learned from you, you've shared things, you've grown together, you've had some, you know, life-changing experiences, you automatically believe 
that they want what's best for you and that they know what's best for you, which is not necessarily true in any any regard. I mean, if if you were, you know, my brother or my best friend or whatever, my wife, who knows, and you asked me for experience or for, um, you know, for advice on a situation, I, I can't even think of an example. Well, well, <laughs> or about something that I don't have, about tap dancing, about being a, a, <laughs> not a beauty tap dancer, pageant sure? a contestant, about running for president, about politics. Ooh, big words. Um, I don't fucking know. Like, I, I'm, I don't want to masquerade and pretend that I know for you just because it's comforting to you. I mean, I'm comfortable saying to someone, I don't fucking know. Right, that's a good but thing a lot to of people are, and they feel like their friend needs or their person needs them there for them, so they try to, you know, assess the situation however they can, which can be damaging in a yeah, lot of ways. The all advice is good advice. I mean, do people even say that? Well, if if they do, that's is that a real thing? I, I don't know. It's There's bullshit. no way that's a real thing. I think I just made it up. Bull- I bull- hope you did. It's bullshit. <laughs> that's fucking stupid. <laughs> that's really stupid. Do not think that if you did already, and you probably didn't. So um, I think another thing to be careful of is when somebody's advice is biased or has selfish interest in where, yeah, it's, it's just going to, in its nature, be selfish for that person. You know, um, someone asks you, your friend asks you, should I go out tonight? Well, if they're going out also, like, yeah, they want you to go with them. Like that, they're not going to be like, no, 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 you should stay home and study. Like, no, no, no. They want you to have a yeah, party it up with that. Or so. if your friend wants to pick up someone in the fantasy baseball league. <laughs> yeah, that's that may be a personal experience. <laughs> Never I, mind. Never mind. <laughs> Everyone's got their own agenda. Is the that's, real yes, is the real fact of the matter. And it, whether they're preaching it in aggression and being a troll, like someone who's you know very vocal about supporting a certain political candidate who mm-hmm. fucking sucks. <laughs> Ooh, you went there. You went there. <laughs> um, back up. Back we'll save up. more of that for next Dude, time. I maybe. mean, your vocality doesn't necessarily translate into sincerity, which can also go the other way because um, we were actually, this is another thing we were talking about beforehand, based on an argument uh, that I got in over the weekend um, where your tone is a very important thing. Sure. So not the actual... So actually, we were kind of agreeing that the argument you make, like if we lived in a world where argument was based on logic and reason and, you know, the actual ability. Stuff that wasn't just winning the argument. Right. The actual ability to prove which, which is right, which is wrong, which is better, which is worse, whatever. If we lived in a world like that, it would be completely different than the world we live in now because you look at the debates, you look at... The way you're presenting the argument is kind of taking over what you're actually saying. Right. I think this is one of the ways that I'm at least – there aren't too many things I'm proud of myself for. But I used to argue about sports when I was in college saying this team's fan base is better than this team's fan base. And I'd look for whatever piece of information could prove my point that like the Rangers were better than the Capitals as an organization. This is not an argument that – well, aside from the fact that we shouldn't talk about that at all. But um, 
I wasn't. Quantifiable. I was not. Oh, well, yes, but I wasn't open to hearing the other side. I was clearly biased. I'm a Rangers fan. I was just trying to prove that you know, make the other person feel worse that their team is inferior to my team. And right. If I'm the Cavs I, fan, there's nothing I can say. There's nothing to get a Rangers fan to admit. That, yeah, maybe you are right. Maybe we right, are maybe, shittier fans. You know what? You. I'm going to root for the Capitals now. Good points. They're You've a better team. I'm coming me, over sir. to your side. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Right, that's not going to happen in sports, but people actually argue that way all the time. I mean, you can say in the debates, sure, that's, but that's you know for political reasons. But when people argue, um, they are not going into the argument, for the most part, open-minded, saying, well, if this other person convinces me of something, I will change my mind. Usually the argument is, I'm going to prove my point no matter what. If the other person says something that maybe I agree with, I won't even admit it because I'm just trying to win the argument. And you may not think that you are doing this, but people do this all the time and it's very frustrating and it's not productive whatsoever. And you can do it both ways. You can do it in like an aggressive, brutish kind of way where it's like you make the other person feel small, you make the other person feel uncomfortable with what position they're taking. If they're supporting, that usually works better when they're supporting kind of a minority decision, when they're saying something that goes against the general consensus, like, hey, sports are stupid. You don't mean or, minority in terms of minorities. You mean they're the lesser they're the lesser opinion in terms of right. no, percentage I mean, of people who believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the lesser, sure. the, the road less traveled, um, for lack of a better term. But, like, yeah, saying, I mean, something you and I would say, going back to sports, about how... Um, you know, it's the fourth quarter, they're down this much, they're in their own possession, they should have gone for it on fourth down no matter what, no matter how much time is left. That's a controversial opinion for whatever reason, but some people can, like, laugh at you and say you're stupid for thinking that, like, no one would do that. And a lot, that's the reason a lot of coaches are actually afraid to do it. Right. Um, I mean, that's that's one way, but you can also do it the other way. You can be so fucking nice about it. You can. That, like, the other person just feels bad. So this kind of comes to the, the argument that I was in this weekend where the kid was explaining something that I really, like, wholeheartedly disagreed with. But he was being kind of nice about it. I had a couple of drinks in me. But um, he was, like, he was very much presenting it in, like, a friendly way. And his voice was very light. And it was very passionate and it was not aggressive and I did not feel threatened in any way. And I kind of felt... You know, bad for him. And so I was, I gave it up. I said, you know what? I don't want to talk about this anymore. I didn't say he was right because I didn't agree with him, but right. so I kind of stopped caring because he was so nice about it. That is commendable on his part. Um, that's something else I wanted to get into. So if you're in an argument, you know, there's no clear right answer and that's how both people are acting, that's going to lead to a very productive conversation. And if two people disagree about something, you know, that's very difficult, like, uh, last week we were arguing about who has a better um, quality of life, humans or monkeys. Like, there, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> there was arguments to be made on both sides. There were definitely arguments to be made on both sides, and you know, depending how you word the question, how you phrase it, you know, it was, it was a funny discussion. We, we, it was a lot deeper than that. We got pretty heated, but we ended up agreeing at the end. Right. It was more. It was we, sort of like an ignorance is bliss kind of thing, where like a human being is exposed to more happiness. The highest high on one side is way better than the highest high on the other side, but the lowest low on that same side is way worse than the lowest low. Right, exactly. So like humans are exposed to way more happiness than like, you know, primitive animals, but they're also exposed to way more grief because someone with, you know, brains that don't have as many cells and they're just not as advanced. And after a long winding road, we were able to get here. Right. But so yeah, we had different opinions and we talked about it and you know, neither of us was trying to win. It was just a discussion. We wouldn't have been able to get to that point if we didn't, if it wasn't in the way we presented it, in the way we, you know, were talking about it without 
offense or without you know, right. hesitation. There was no reason to uh, take any personal attack from that discussion topic, which I guess made it a little bit easier. Yeah. But the point I was trying to make is that, um, so sure, in a conversation like that, there's no real right answer. But there are a lot of times where someone will be talking about a conversation where there is a right answer and they'll frame their wrong opinion or wrong belief in a way that seems commendable. And it's a problem because, you know, the person who is right is more likely to, you know, just go along with what they're saying because they've been so nice about it. So I think this is a little bit of the devil's advocate to what you were saying, where, you know, if I want to argue that the world is flat, that the earth is flat, I can do it in a way where you may just be like, that's a good point. We're not sure. Like, you know, there's, there's scientists say that it's, that it, <laughs> the it's world like, no, is round. There's but, clearly a right answer in that. Right, but question. you could, you know, I could say like, well, when you look outside, you see how it's flat on the street. Like, you can't tell that the world's round. High enough, you see the horizon bending. Yeah. Well, that's this actually. This reminds me a lot of uh, the, the latest episode of this show, Atlanta. Have you been watching that? No, go ahead and explain. Uh, well, this latest episode of the show, I kind of got to explain the show first. But this is uh, Donald Glover show, aka Childish Cambino, real creative, really smart guy. Um, so he basically, the beginning premise of the story is that he is kind of a broke piece of shit and doesn't have much going for him in life, but he needs money. He's got a kid, he's got, uh, you know, a woman, whatever. So he finds out his cousin is actually like an underground rapper in Atlanta. And, uh, he decides to be this, his cousin's manager. His cousin's got different values. He's kind of seen through Donald Glover's bullshit, whatever. It's, it's a very good show. It's a very good Commentary on um, black culture and how it's systemically mm-hmm. devalued in society. It's really, really clever and interesting take on uh, a lot of different social issues, and I, I think Glover did a very good job with it. But uh, this uh, latest episode, episode seven, he did a crazy kind of concept where he broke the entire format of the show, and the entire episode was just uh, a talk show. So he he filmed it as it was like a talk show. On like a cable network It was a completely different thing It was like that Mr. Robot episode That happened um, Where the beginning Was like a 90s TV show Okay So it was right It was like It's not a spoiler If you haven't gotten there yet No 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 It was like They turned the show You have all the episodes That were this one way It was like a serialized drama And all that stopped For one episode Just in the way The camera work was done And the structure Yeah it was just a talk show It was shot as a talk show Or a news broadcast And the only The only character in it Was uh, this rapper His name's Paperboy and um, it was it was basically I forget the name of the network, but it was like a black television network. It was like kind of a spoof on BET, and um, they there was one guy who was playing the anchor or the moderator, and they had this rapper Paperboy who's kind of like he sells drugs, he's got a criminal record, he's you know smokes a lot of weed, does this, whatever. He's not a model citizen, but, you know, people look up to him because he's an entertainment persona. He's big in the, the uh, you know, culture. And then it was, like, a civil rights white old woman activist. And they were kind of talking about like, Caitlyn Jenner. And uh, Paperboy's response was, like, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have sex with her. <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't, I think it's weird. Like, it's something that's not natural to me. And they were kind of calling him out, like, Oh, are you like, you know, trans insensitive? Are you, you know, against this? When did you start hating gay people and like, sure. all this and that? And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Like me, the way I was brought up, like this doesn't make any sense to me. This is something that doesn't isn't pertinent to me. They do a whole episode of that kind of back and forth and they make him look like the bad guy. 
And then it goes into a turn in the third act where he uh, he kind of explains like, look, I'm a like I'm a black male. I have all this kind of shit going on in my life. No one's ever paid attention to me. And Caitlyn Jenner's kind of just doing what this is like a, a butchered quote, but Caitlyn Jenner's just doing what rich white guys have done for the history of time, which is whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> and so it's like, why are you getting on me when I like no one's ever paid attention to my problems, pay attention to the kind of system I'm in, and, like the struggles I've gone through. Sure. Uh, and really, it's like not understanding the other side, and not really like it was really well done and how how he set it up and how. How does this relate back to what we were talking about? I kind of got too wrapped up in the episode, but it was fucking hilarious. I mean, yeah, it sounds funny. I mean, we we were talking about how there's, um, yeah, there's not really two sides to a lot of arguments, but I guess this one, are you saying this one is or right? The way it was presented is it made this guy look like the bad guy for the entire episode for being trans insensitive for you know, talking shit about gay people for doing this, whatever. And he wasn't coming off in, like, an overly offensive way. He was just kind of explaining, like, well, I'm a rapper. Like, and he's they're like, people look up to you. And he's like, I don't tell them to look up to me. Really, that kind yeah. of thing. It's a good example for, I don't know, like, the framing of the conversation has such a profound impact on how it's interpreted. Right. Because, yeah, there, there's not... I don't, I don't know that there's a way you can have that conversation where it's, like... It's it's completely neutral. Well, Donald Glover did it very well, and actually, like the big punchline of the episode is like this white feminist, you know, activist ends up kind of saying like, you know what? I agree with him. <laughs> she changed her mind at the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah, and they're both kind of like ganging up on the host who's trying to instigate everything, and she's like, well, he he makes some good points. I agree with him. That's a nice ending. Yeah, it was that's really funny, sentiment. really well done. Done way better than I just did it. Sure. Well, I guess that's a um, good reason to watch the episode instead of just listening to this watch the whole show. interpretation. Watch the whole show. It's really good. Good plug. Good plug. You reminded me of something when you brought up the rapper that people look up to. We were listening to – I think these are my two favorite people now, Bo Burnham and Pete Holmes. And they have three podcasts they've done together. Uh, one is very recent. It was like a month ago. And they did two that were in 2012 and 2013. They were talking about Justin Bieber and how wow I can't believe we're talking about oh oh yeah they were yeah, talking yeah. about Justin Bieber and how um, he used to well I mean his whole persona is you know all all the young girls should love me even though I don't know who any of you are but like I'm I'm the guy like I'm your savior all my music is so powerful and you should just listen to it nonstop and buy all my music and I'll make a lot of money and you'll still no, have your no. same normal lives. There's more manipulation in it. Than well, there that. was this other thing he did that they were talking about. It was called Bieber Buyout, where um, he would girls would go to Walmart and buy his CDs and then donate the CDs to sick people to cancer wards. So like sick people could listen to him, and it's like, why don't you just donate money to like cancer research, or I'll just donate the CDs because I'm rich. Right. Instead of saying like stop doing that, donate actual money or like donate your time or do something actually worthwhile. They encourage them to keep buying Bieber CDs and give them to people instead right. of actually donating to the right. cause. So they were donating to Bieber instead of donating to the Right. Cause. <laughs> yeah. Like he needs any more donations. And this was three years ago. So like, I guess he was even more popular then. Um, yeah, maybe he, maybe he, I don't know how bit. popular he's been. Uh, this is, this is not really our area of expertise. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that, sort of related to what you were talking about. I don't know. You just reminded me of like, these are my two favorite people and they talk about sort of similar stuff. Like, I don't know. I call them our role models. Maybe. Yeah. Bo's, Bo's pretty cool. Pete Holmes is pretty funny. He has the funniest laugh. <laughs> 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 
That is actually how Pete Holmes left. I mean, it, not exactly. Anyway, let's bring fun. it back. And uh, going back to the idea of people, um, like, framing and understanding and just really, I guess the point we're trying to make, I don't, I don't think. I, I think, think it's mostly people don't. They don't accept other people's opinions without already having some preconceived bias notion about what already is correct in a situation. And it conversations get so easily manipulated by whoever's talking the loudest or whoever feels the strongest about their point. And I think it's a really good thing when two people have a discussion and neither of them is set in stone on the issue already. You know, you may be leaning one way or leaning the other, and you're actually open to being convinced by the other person, like the episode of Atlanta that you were talking about, where it's like someone says something and it's like, wait a minute, I never thought of that before. You know, now I feel like, you know, I feel like this now. I don't know. I think it's like a really big thing that's just placed in you since birth is like our authoritarian society like you yeah. go you grow up you go through school you literally have a teacher who's usually older than you uh you know is an authority figure to you you have multiple authority figures and you grow up with these like constructs where you need to listen to the people who are in power telling you sure. what to do and uh i mean that's a little aggressive in the way i'm explaining it but i think it's it kind of boils and trickles down to thinking like you you trust other people's opinion because how are you supposed to be the one who has the best opinion? You've grown up. You've had these teachers telling you what to do your whole life. You've had this boss telling right. you what to do so your whole life. So I just life. want to note – this is kind of funny, but I want to note this. It's I think it's kind of a contradiction, almost a contradiction. We were talking earlier, you know, you know best. Take your own advice. Don't listen to other people. Now it's sort of – It's hard to believe yourself. It's now, But now we're taking the other side. It's hard to believe yourself too. It sort of depends what subject you're referring to. You know, if you're talking about feelings, I think we're advocating feelings. Well, no, I, I think you should always trust yourself in those decisions. I don't, I don't, I think people don't do that enough. Right. But I think we're mentally ingrained to think that someone else has a better idea or a better. Right. But there are, there are circumstances where you do know less than somebody else. I think what it is, is you need to trust your own judgment. And when other people make statements, opinions or facts or otherwise, you you take that in and think about it yourself, and then you're you're the one who's ultimately. There's a lot of analysis going in situations, well, which is no way to live. We don't no, recommend living this way. It's it's a t- it's a fine line. <laughs> you shouldn't take uh, a day and a half and write a uh, pros and cons list for every decision you make. We right. don't recommend that. I think that it's this is a fine line because. You know, you don't want to be overanalyzing every decision in your life, and I you got to just live some. Right, this is something we both struggle with, but I think what will happen is as you practice something. I mean, let's think about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dumb this down, make it as simple as possible. Um, let's say you're shooting a foul shot, right? And when you first learned, you had to think about, I got to keep my elbow in, I got to make sure I follow through, I got to do all these fundamentals right. And I don't know. I guess I'm good, I'm good at foul shots. Um, but now when I do it, I'm not thinking about any of that stuff. It's all it's I've learned it. It's right. Practice. So like for some people that have never done a lot or don't do a lot of critical thinking about how to evaluate situations, you know, trying to think in this way to actually reason and, you know, do pros and cons. At first it takes a while, but with, you know, the more you do it, 
the more ingrained it is, and it kind of just happens. Well, like, that's just how your brain works, really. Right. The like, more you do something, yeah. the easier it becomes, and the quicker it gets done. Right. Your brain is meant to make shortcuts. Like the more you do something, the like, the more steps your brain is taking out to get to the final destination. But when you don't understand something and you're not familiar with it, your brain's trying to explore every single you know path and scenario available to find those shortcuts, basically. But once you do it. I mean, this is an arbitrary number I read in a study once, but I think it said you do anything 15 times before it becomes a habit. Sure. I mean, that's a lot. Think about how many things you've done 15 times. Well, I think... Um, that's how your brain does it. I'm going to... I don't know. We've done a lot of preaching and you know trying to explain and teach things. Just trying to better explain and understand ourselves. Right. But this is more of an observation that I want to make where the reason that people have so much trouble, in my opinion doing this critical thinking is because it's not explained at a young enough age that that's how you're supposed to do it. Critical thinking is good. Yeah. I mean, when you're in school, uh, this is a paper that my, my brother Kevin is, has to write for one of his classes. Hey Kevin, if you're listening, uh, yeah, shout out to Kevin. Um, where the, the teacher is promoting the kid, trying to promote thought within the students and talking about how, a lot of schooling and education is just treating the kids like they're memory banks and the teacher is just wants to get the information out. Like, oh, here's what happened in the Civil War. Okay, these are all the facts. Curriculum. And, right. It's just they are reciting a curriculum to the kids. You, you know how much smarter everyone would be in their 20s if when they were younger they were taught, okay, this is how you do critical reasoning. Yeah. When you learn this, this is why it's relevant. Like, why am I learning calculus? If a it kid asks that. It disencourages critical thinking. Right. It, it's more focused on memorization and repetition of fact, which are good. They do serve a purpose. That's a good way to study it and, sure. and like remember things. But it's not a good way to understand things. No. Like, I remember when I was in high school – I asked the teacher one time, like, why do we need to memorize all of the elements on the periodic table? And the teacher you just remember me, every single one. I, I we had some quiz where you had to remember it all. Yeah. And I that's remember, fucking insane. It was a lot. It's a lot of elements. I mean, I don't know if you study long enough, you, not that it's the Who best Who the of, fuck knows every single element on the periodic table? people know every element. Why would a teacher ever expect a, I, a teenager to be able to do that? Well, I think what's worse why? is when I asked why I needed to know this. The teacher just told me, you know, be quiet and, you know, just pay attention. Because I said so. Because I said so. Because I said so. And it's like, (laughs) that is a perfectly legitimate question. And I don't think I realized how good of a, you know, good job. I I I could have named fucking five of those. How many are there? Like a couple hundred? Like a hundred or so. Right. I mean, well, I think (laughs) that would make kids smarter for the fact, honestly. (laughs) It's like, why do they need to know algebra one, algebra two, Pre-calc and calculus. Those are all things I learned in high school. Right. Ask me ask me to solve a question or an equation right now. Ask me. I don't want you to. You can't even come up with an yeah, equation. You idiot at home can't. There's no fucking it. chance I'm coming up with that answer. <laughs> right. Well, I think But it's I, like why would it's like we go back to the sports. Like if we spent that many hours we spent the amount of hours we did learning this bullshit. We're not going to use. I mean, I'm not. I'm not, like, I'm not calling it bullshit. I mean, it, it serves. Are you referring to the bullshit of which fantasy players are relevant, fantasy relevant, or like which or the quadratic equation? Sure. Okay. So no, I'm not calling it. Bu- I mean, yes, that sports fantasy that's bullshit. Well, hold on. Let me let me um, clarify something. I don't think we're saying like chemistry and algebra are not useful. They're not useful to us. Well, 
but they didn't we're not engineers no, 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 or but like when you're, when you're chemists. Right. When you're teaching a middle school class, you don't They're know who's going to want to do what profession. Like, I think that's part of the reason that teachers teach things. Well, yeah, it's the like exposure. The expo- yeah. You need to expose kids to a lot of different things because then, you know, how are they going to know they want to be a scientist? A kid had to memorize every fucking element well, and I said, think, I want to do this for the rest well, of Well, I think what would be useful is if a teacher said to the class – Okay, if you want to be a scientist, then you need to know this stuff. Well, how do you know you want to be a scientist until you take the Right, class? so I think the way it's sort of – it's not honest enough the way it's taught because it's like, okay – It's the he, because I said so argument. Right, like, okay, learn this math because I said so. Well, you know, the, the multiplication tables, like everyone's going to need to know that. I think if you tell a kid like they're going to need to learn how to balance a checkbook when they're older, like, okay, they're not going to think that's cool. But like you can say it in a more interesting way like – I don't know, uh, appeal to their interests. Like, why is this information I mean, relevant? this is a question I asked a lot when I was in high school, and I'm sure every high school kid and every high school kid will ask this question. I, I used to always say, well, when am I going to use this in the real world? When am I going right. to use this That's in my adult life? If you have a legitimate answer to that question, keep teaching it. Well, I also think But that you can make a legitimate answer to that question for almost every Right. Well, I don't think it needs to be... I don't think you need to rely on the kids to think of that question. The teacher should be telling them to ask that question. The teacher should be equipped to answer that question without being asked. Right, right. The teacher should already be explaining this is why you need to know this before before it's taught. Damn, teachers aren't trained well enough. They're not. They? I, I, it's a hard problem. No, no disrespect to teachers. Love teachers. No, but they just – yeah, they – I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a tough It's a systemic problem. It's not an individual problem. It's It's the whole – construct of education it's like the save kids, that for another time right it's like the kids <laughs> need to learn all this stuff so they can get better test scores do better on the SATs get into better colleges make their high schools look better for getting the kids into better colleges I, right it's, it's all it's all like a game kind of mentality the kids are like I need to get this score on this subject do this yeah. amount of good classes APs honors whatever need to do these clubs like I didn't join clubs because I wanted to <laughs> right school. yeah I think, though, the bigger pro- the biggest problem with that is that the incentives are not aligned with what's best for everyone. And I don't know if we have time to get into this now, maybe another time, but just to briefly summarize what I mean, I, I think you could argue every industry, the incentives of individual people is not aligned with what's good for everyone. For example, if you're working in government, you know, or you're running a campaign like you want to get the president elected before you want to actually do what's good for everyone and if you're a teacher you know you want to do what's good for your job and for your well-being before you want to do what's good this for- is our movie right now yeah you're giving away too much well plot. we're considering a yeah a little well, that's not, whoa, whoa, whoa. we'll save that for the next podcast but yeah what you're saying is like basically what is more important in a job to do what will make your superiors happy and to do what will get you further and to do what will make you look like the good employee or to do what is right right yeah well i guess you can put it that's a very simplified way for the yeah, other side but and i guess well everyone's everyone's selfish scientifically speaking right but what kind of selfish are you well let's, you want to talk about that next time yeah, so we talked um, about a lot. We yeah, were, everyone. This thinks. ain't even nearly as no, much ranty as it's gonna get. No, we can do. Uh, yeah, this is this is uh, this is as tame as it's gonna be for South Park. Oh, South Park. South Park. Park time. All right, okay. everyone. We're gonna watch some South Park. So uh, it's been nice talking Another good to show. you. Uh, glad to have all of your feedback that we haven't heard yet. And uh, yeah, yeah, suggest those topics. I mean, honestly, if you're listening to this, you're probably our friend anyway. But uh, 
Hey, you want to talk? You want to cover a topic? If you disagree with us, we fucking love that. Yeah, Please love disagree when you, with us. Love when people disagree, especially um, when it's smart. Yeah, op- definitely open to, you know, construct and just, uh, you know, getting better at this. So let's keep expanding our minds, pals. Thanks for listening, everyone. Mm-hmm.